This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, Disembodied Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And I am Robert Valhalla Pollock. You're really diving into that old Assassin's Creed thing, aren't you? <laughs> I wasn't sure if you'd know the reference, but yes. God. I've watched both of the trailers that popped out. Um, the, the first gameplay trailer came out today. Now, people were like, it's not really a gameplay trailer. It's just more video of the cutscenes and blah, blah. I don't care. It looks fantastic. I will love the Norse lore. They're using classic Odin Sun. They are using um, the classic Odin with the raven and the hangman's thing and like the, the American gods version, like the legit historical version of the god. Um, and, and instead of a hawk, you have a, rave, uh, a crow, raven, not sure quite yet what it is, but basically it's the bird of Odin. So, yes, very, very exciting. Um, and it is going to be for the PS4, so I have that system. Yay! So, very <laughs> excited. Very, very excited. No, very so, happy for you, man. Very happy. Yes, that's that's been my life these last couple of the last couple of weeks is I'm finishing up the Assassin's Creed Odyssey game in in you know in preparation. And let me tell you, I mean, if you love Greek mythology and looking like Xena warrior princess while you cut men's heads off, it's the game for you. It really is. It's 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 a solid solid game, and I uh, get hours of enjoyment just massacring. Uh, the Roman and uh, Athenian uh, legions, if you will, and a few mercenaries and uh, a few uh, mythical creatures. So, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, a, a joyous and fun experience. It does get tough at points. It does get frustrating, but I still love it. So there you go. That's that's what I've been doing with my recent time. So that's my thing. Now, I know you've been watching some stuff, you said. My goodness, have I ever now, just oh to start the show off, we are <laughs> doing this show in the in, pro, in perhaps the best week of the year for me, which is Star Wars week, because it started yes. off with May the 4th, which we all know, yes. 4th be with you, and then yes. the 5th, which is mm-hmm. the 5th, and yeah, um, yeah Mark Hamill actually uh, uh, takes a little step further. He did like uh, one thing every day, and he said if he had a choice to, like, have another movie, he would have named it, uh, like, uh, May the 7th, How I Met My Father. And nice. I was like, I was like, good one. Good one, Mr. Hamill. Again, you good win. Good job, sir. Yes. yes. No, that's funny. Well, it was a big week for Star Wars. Specifically, yes, uh, Specifically on Disney+. Plus. No, no promotion oh. intended, but, you know, whatever. You know You're what? Doing I'm it. watching it. The free you know, <laughs> One day, we'll, we'll, they'll pay us, but... Um, not only did, um, the, uh, the, the rise of Skywalker premiere, which I did watch, uh, again, um, still enjoyed it. I, I felt it could have been a little bit longer or maybe two movies. Cause there's so, so much stuff in there that I, I wish it had a little bit slower timing or was a little bit longer. So it was definitely I enjoyed it, but I wish there was just a little bit more. I just felt the timing was just a little too fast. Well, that's that's a typical hallmark of J.J. Abrams, right? His movies don't drag on. It's nonstop. It's let's move. Let's move. Oh, what just happened? Oh, it just fixed it. You know what I mean? It's like 
Yeah. 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 So I, I again, I wished it was a little bit slower paced because I wanted to be able to enjoy some of it, but it was still very good. I still enjoyed it. And I know there's a lot of salty out there. Yeah. But the even other, more so. The, the other things that because that's what I wanted to kick off uh, leading yes. into that um, over the weekend before everything like dropped, um, I did watch an interesting documentary. It's an old one um, basically talking about the um, the world rec- Guinness Book of World Records when it comes to video games, especially okay. the classic cabinet games. And a lot of them happened in our own backyard here in South Florida, where there was a little bit of controversy where a guy apparently in the 80s set the all-time record for a whole bunch of arcade games. Really? Yes. And now it's been like something that people throughout the years are going out and finding those old cabinet games, you know, from the old arcades and using them with the original like boards and software and everything. Because now you can kind of get them, like, I think they sell them at your big box retailers now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get them and they have, like, three games in one. Like, I saw one that had, like, you know, all the Pac-Man, you know, mm-hmm. all Galaga, the Galaxa, and, mm-hmm. and like, another game. Uh, you know, the one with all the Street Fighters, which my daughter really, really wants, the one with all the Street Fighters. Um, she a big Street Fighters fan? Uh, she just loves playing that game, man. She just loves mm-hmm. it. I don't know what it is about it, but she just loves that game. I asked her about the other ones, and she goes, they're okay, but I, she really liked the Street Fighter ones. Mm. And, um, Good so, for her. Yeah, but like and, – and I've always been a big fan of the cabinet games. Like I always thought, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, how cool would that be if I had like my own arcade game in my house, mm-hmm. right? Sure. I like, never wanted to leave and everything else. Um, but this guy apparently like Donkey Kong apparently <laughs> like was, was the thing like getting to a million points in Donkey Kong. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it takes hours apparently to get to that point. And I'm like, I wouldn't doubt it. And there's like controversy because some people are saying somebody cheated and the guy's like, well, that's fine. If he thinks that I'm cheating, then how about we go head to head? And he flew to Florida because he lives up in Washington, flew to Florida in this tournament and he was there for three days setting setting all the records for, like, the highest scores. And sure enough, not only did he get the million points in Donkey Kong, I think he set the all-time record in points in Donkey Kong. That's and it was verified stuff. because they, they had, like, people there that were witnessing that were holding the event. And this guy apparently, like, refused and kept ducking. I, and, and if anyone's kind of curious about it, like, it's a good watch, you know, mm. to see how, like, that all, like, kind of came to fruition. Sure. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. And then nice. that's when I dove into the Star Wars thing. So my mission was to watch the Clone Wars in its entirety. The whole series? The whole thing, man. Jesus, dude, that's a lot. Because, I mean, they're short episodes, but there's seven six, seasons. Seven seasons. I mean, the seventh season was kind of shorter than the rest. But still, there's, there's, well, there's a good, gosh, I got to say over 10 hours worth of content, right? Well, man, it's 20 minutes an episode. Some seasons had, like, 20 episodes in them. Yeah. Um, And and there there are a few, like, you can kind of tell, like, they didn't know what to do with the series in the Mm -hmm. beginning. They just didn't know. So they were just telling stories. They were good stories, but they were just telling stories, right? Sure. Like, uh... Like, what if Yoda went on his own, like went rogue and started doing missions on his own with his own like squad of troopers? Right. Uh, 
you know, all these other like Jedi masters who were, you know, generals in, in the, in the clone wars, they had their own little stories. Then you had like the betrayals. Then you had like clones, like going rogue, that type of thing. But I have to say the last two seasons are perhaps the best ones. And I will go last three. I will go last three. Oh man. Well, yeah. In the in, fifth season was pretty sweet. There was a good story arc or two in there. Yeah, there was a couple in there that were cool. A couple of them were like, eh, I could do without because it had stuff in the Star Wars universe that I really didn't care about, like the Mon Calamari. Mm, really? I, I, I really wasn't into that storyline. Like, I like that story. To me, I, I didn't find it interesting because unless they specifically point out Admiral Akbar, I really didn't oh, care yeah. about the other characters. Sure, sure. I guess that's that's fair enough. I enjoyed it. I thought season five, yeah, one through four, one through two, one, two, three are just kind of meh at best. There's some bright spots, but they are kind of a drag. One and two especially are drag. And again, there's some light spots, there's some like good story, but you're like you come across I did anyways. Like, I know what the ending is. I, who cares if they fight General Grievous again? He's just going to get away. We know that. We know how this all ends. It's fine. It's fine. Move on. I, so, did, you know. I did enjoy the backstory of Maul and, and his planet and how he got to his point. That you was know, very good. That was very good. And yeah. the way they kind of worked Maul and his brother in um, yeah. into the story was good. Um, mm-hmm. And this was stuff that was pre in like pre-internet really when people mm-hmm. started like you know really looking at maul as a serious character right yeah yeah no definitely and definitely and, and what i liked and what i liked about the last couple episodes is that they were so well written like like you said we know what's going to happen right the clones mm-hmm. are the jedis but you're like how are they going to work it into the story and sure enough man episodes uh. like nine through 12 i think so which was the one where they first there was an early episode i don't know if it was early it was late six or early seven somewhere in there i think it was six where they where they found out what order 66 was caused by like how they were on the yeah, they it's, had a, the it's a little chip it's a chip inside yeah. there that was yeah. put there and then the and then you're like the the create the aliens that created the clones they kind of came off as being, well, we're neutral. We could care less, but they did have a best yeah. interest in in this uh, this chip being in there because they said it was an inhibitor chip because the original Django Fett was a bounty hunter and they wanted to be able to control the clones with this inhibitor chip. Which was a well, that, that's what they said, but I believe they even they knew that was a lie. Yeah, they, it was a lie because yeah. they kind of like. We need to talk to like uh, Lord Sidious, or mm-hmm. they referred to no, they referred to him as Lord Tyrannus. Tyrannus, and, yes. Yeah, and Lord Sidious. Mm-hmm. They so, had a couple, like, a couple names for him. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so these guys were were in were in the know, right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't care, but they were in the know. They were in the know, yes. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Like, it's a little bit of like espionage and, yeah. and things like that. And let me tell you, those last three episodes like literally to me and i think it was echoed on the internet someone said that ahsoka tano when she first came out everyone in the star wars universe hated her yeah she was annoying but the whole thing was she was supposed to represent because i 
unfortunately, I I dove way into this and I watched all the stuff that was on Disney Plus, you know, behind the scenes. I looked at everything about Dave uh, Dave Filoni, the guy who's like behind the Clone Wars and everything else. Mm. And the okay. Mandalorian is, as well. Mm-hmm. It's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, Ahsoka Tano was, was created to be like the audience's view of what's going on. Interesting. Okay. So, that, so she represents the audience. Mm. And just to see her like at that point when, when they were like, we got to put you in jail because we believe you're uh, doing things that's not of the Jedi order. Mm-hmm. And like, you guys don't believe me. And she turned her back on them. She just said, I don't want to be a Jedi anymore. Yeah. And then like, you know, you know, Anakin kind of brings her back and, and Anakin's starting to be a little bit of a badass because he takes out the spider general. I forgot his name. No, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the spider dude. Yeah. And, and he takes out uh, he takes out a lot of people. And you can kind of see in his eyes, I'm like, oh, they're tipping their hand. And then, like, in the last couple episodes, it kind of catches up with Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So it's running parallel along with that movie. And sure yeah. Enough, and sure enough, when she's hanging out with Rex at the end, and the, and she, they're like, you know, they she has her cloak on. I'm like, oh, there's the cloak, you know. Mm-hmm. She and then she's holding the the lightsaber, and she drops it. The gift that was given to her by Anakin was just like, oh my gosh, this is too awful. And then it fades, and then it comes back, and you could tell it's, you know, the the newer stormtroopers. So it's no longer yeah, the stormtroopers; it's the stormtroopers. And you hear the breathing of Darth. Mm-hmm. You so you hear- aren't sure exactly how far. You know it's into the future. You just aren't sure how far into the future. You know, and I watched the episode twice, that last one, just to mm-hmm. understand what I what I took from it. And what I took from it in that last scene, he's holding it, and he kind of looks up, and I'm think, and then he then he activates it. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. you can kind of see like there's one eye that looks kind of sad. I don't know if you can kind of tell when he kind of like leans up. It, it looks like it's a, it looks like it's sad. Like this is like he finally re- he, he there's still some humanity in there when he realizes everything that he that he had that he lost. Mm-hmm. And that was like his, his I guess his Padawan, you know. She turned her back, and she and he's thinking that she's dead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the idea, I think, for both her and Rex. I mean, because you see them both again, and I, I don't know if you've watched or not Rebels, but— I have um, watched Rebels, yeah. Yeah, so you see them both again in Rebels, which I think this really set it up quite beautifully for Rebels, to be honest. I think that, that, that it, it, it didn't leave any loose ends, and it didn't— give you any questions of, well, how did, and where did Rex come from, and why is he still around but old, and, you know. It, yeah, he's it, aged. Yeah. He's aged, and and it's all good, because you, again, I'm sure there are, and I've seen them a couple of times, I just haven't looked at them, uh, timelines, you know, what what is the timeline of all this, and what and what is this, and there's also, like, a guide to watching the Clone Wars episodes in the right order, like, there is a chronological order, and not just the order of them having been shown right because they're not shown in chronological orders so i was like i don't care enough i watch them all i know what happens i'm good but yeah um, but that last scene and he's holding that clone trooper helmet and it's painted 
with the Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, that was such. That was so. That was that was the moment for me right there. It's like oh. you know it's gonna happen, and then these troopers are her troopers, and he's, yep. you know, and and in the Anakin's gotta. I mean, you know, as much as he is Vader at that point, point gotta feel some kind of way. It's like I I left her to this. Yeah, you know, this was my my Padawan. You know, she. Yeah, this was my betrayal. You know. Yeah, this this is a part of like me you know, betraying everybody. Yeah. And, and I uh, love the fact how they integrated the movies and little snippets and little phrases and little, this isn't that's over that last seventh season, mostly really this is some of the six, but mostly the seventh way kind of, as you said, kind of peppered in the actual movies into the show. You yeah. Know, where's Anakin? What's he doing? And you know, that kind of stuff. Well, then you gotta, then it sent me on the rabbit hole of the mall storyline. Cause I thought Darth Maul, in Clone Wars was better than what I saw in Rebels. But then right. I but then I watched Rebels after watching this and it felt and and, it, and the feels came back when he's like there with Obi-Wan cuz he goes to Tatooine to hunt down Obi-Wan to get which, his revenge, which has always been his thing. That isn't yeah. new. It, it isn't new. He's always wanted his revenge and sure enough he he changes his focus for revenge against Lord Palpatine because now he's the Emperor mm-hmm. and he was betrayed. So he and Obi Wan's holding him, and Obi Wan reveals to him why he's there that he's looking over the Chosen One that's going to be bringing balance to the Force. And then that's when Ma- when Maul decides, okay, I can die knowing that. The emperor is not gonna like, you know, live forever. Right. That there's there there there. I I may not have my revenge at all, but I know that eventually my revenge will come from to fruition, even if it's down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, it's it's a good ending, and it's a better ending with this. In the yeah, bad, you needed this. You needed this Clone Wars to happen. This particular part of it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great story arc, and there's a lot of great stories. And, I mean, you know, you, you look to The Mandalorian, and you look to what they've rumored for that. You know, they keep rumoring, and they keep saying, you know, oh. that, that Ahsoka Tana's coming, she's yes, coming. Yes, and it's Rosario Dawson playing mm-hmm. her. Right. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I, hell, I, I am all up for it. I think it's going to be fantastic if they do it. I hope they do. Um, and this is going to be, I mean, this is going to be an older Ahsoka Tano. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, she's going to be, she's going to be the one that you see just before Rebels, I want to say, right? No, it's, isn't it after Rebels, actually? I don't know if the Mandalorian was before the Rebels or after Rebels. I think it's after, uh, the first of the new cycle of movies. It's after the first cycle of movies, but before the second, I think. But I'm not 100%, don't quote me on that. I want to say that she's not the eld Ahsoka Tano. No, I don't think she's the oldest one. I agree. I think she's, um, I think she's middle age. Middle age, yeah. Maybe thirties, thirties, forties. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. So, t- so, t- so, all right. So, top three moments for you um, of the of the last season. What are, what are those top threes? Gosh, when they went to Mandalore, and I'm like, why did – if you have an entire planet full of, like, these warriors clad in, like, this uh, steel that's blaster-proof, 
mm-hmm. repel blasters, rocket packs, and each one has it is is specifically designed for that user. So they have an infinite combinations of weapons. How were they overthrown? And it turns out they were overthrown from within. Yeah. And they were undone by themselves. And well, then- and the Mandalore thing, too, I feel that there's more story to tell there. Because if I remember correctly, at some point, their planet gets shacked in half. I, like, I think you're right. I'm not sure which storyline it's in. But I'm, I not think sure if they're gonna, I'm not even sure if that's even canon anymore, to be honest. Because, I don't know. Yeah, because, gosh. Because I know that they scattered throughout the galaxy because they were being hunted because they refused Empire rule. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially after being, you know, controlled by Darth Maul for a while. They're like, no, no, thank you guys. Yes. And they and they wanted to self-govern, but they didn't want. And that was brought up in The Mandalorian mm-hmm. in the last episode. Right. Where where yeah. that old Empire general, mm-hmm. he was like talking to him. And that guy couldn't play. They couldn't have found a better actor no. for that role. He's so cool. I love him. He's a great bad guy wherever he's in. Yeah, he always plays the quintessential, like, yeah, he's, he's, and the, I don't know, maybe it's because it's the accent or something like that. Don't or know. The way maybe, he carries himself, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he carries himself, like, yeah, you, I'm the bad guy, but I'm going to be the bad guy you kind of like. <laughs> you're going to, because you're going to see that the reason why I'm bad is because of these facts, and you can't mm-hmm. argue these facts. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he thoroughly believes that the Empire brings, like, you know, stability and, you know, all this other stuff, safety. And, and he goes, what has it done now that the Empire has fallen? Look at it. And there's death everywhere. You mm-hmm. know, he kind of, like, throws it back at them. You kept saying that we were so evil, but look now. You don't have our protection anymore. Right. Okay, so I have an answer all for right, you. So I looked it up. That's that's my one thing is the is the Mandalorian thing, how they brought that. Well, hold in. on, hold on. Oh, I have an answer for you. Go on. On the Mandalorian. Speaking of, on the same topic. Before you move on, it's set five years after the fall of the Empire, after Return of the Jedi, and twenty five years before the rise of the First Order. And the rise of the First Order is when Rebels begins. Not rebels. Rebels is 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 different. Um, let me check. Cause now now I have to check back. So so all right. So the Mandalorian was your first. So we we covered that. We'll go into rebels next. So what was your next all best right. favorite? Is is how Anakin and Ahsoka Tano had all those storylines together, and how you can kind of tell like had had he not gone the way that he did. You're probably looking at arguably the two most powerful Jedi's besides Obi Wan, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel I feel that Mace Windu, while a powerful Jedi, wasn't as powerful as Obi Wan, or or Yoda. But I think you would have had the two the top two right there would have been Ahsoka and Anakin. Okay. I I and I think I think that would have been cool had they like continued on so to speak, like Anakin becoming a Jedi master, you know. Uh, you know, finally Ahsoka becoming a full-fledged Jedi instead of a Padawan. Right. So th- my thing was watching watching that. Like, for me, that was cool. And the other part was the little Easter eggs. Like, you got to see uh, Tarkin, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Tarkin, not Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, you got to see a young Tarkin. You know, you got to see all these a young Jabba Hut. Sure. Yeah. So, um, which was he was kind of weird. Yeah, but you know what? Um, because they gave him a little bit more depth in in the Clone Wars because he was a gangster, but he was trying to protect his 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 business, his empire. Like, he could care less what was going on. Like, that didn't impact him whatsoever. Right. right. But I, th- I thought the stories with him were very interesting. And, and seeing how, like, it would lead to... I was hoping that somehow it would lead to, like, him, like, hiring, you know, smugglers. Okay. You know, yeah. which would lead you to Solo, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of saw that. Too. You kind of saw all that kind of fall into place, right? And all right, so so Rebels to con- con- conclude on the timeline there. Rebels takes place um, right before A New Hope. So it's after the Clone Wars, after the third prequel movie, obviously, which we kind of felt from from um, Clone Wars TV show because uh, the last season of Clone Wars the TV show I think felt in my mind like it covers part of um, the third and fourth uh, the, the second and the third movie or like uh, something that Ryan I'm not really sure yeah it's, but um, but yeah it's basically between film episode three and New Hope so it basically is pretty much almost right after Clone Wars. And it TV runs series. parallel. It runs and it runs parallel with Revenge of the Sith. Right. So you've got a kind of feel that Sokotano doesn't have to be she, much she's older gonna, at all. She's gonna be probably in her late thirties, early forties, because she was still a teenager in the Clone Wars. Yeah, up to up to. I think at the end of Clone Wars, she was maybe just out of her teens. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe twenty. Yeah, maybe 20. So she's going to be mid, young to mid-20s by the time you see her in Rebels. So if that's the case in Rebels, and Mandalore is... Before Rebels. No, the Mandal- Mandalorian takes place after the Return of the Jedi. Okay, so it's between the last of the trilogy, the, the sixth movie... And the um, Force, Force Awakens. Okay. So you gotta say, because obviously, you know, by the end of it, you know, Anakin's dead, and he's at least 60, 50. Well, it's hard to tell because he aged so badly, right? I mean, how can you really tell how old he is? Well, yeah, because I, mean, I mean, the Adventures of Skywalker would have been cool to to know. That would have been cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know. So she's gonna have to be <laughs> mid 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 age mid mid middle age by the time you see her in Mandalorian. That's okay. my so that's my, my my two cents on that. And I know there is official, you know, timeline stuff out there. Like you can find out the full map of timeline. I've seen it a few times. But that's just our take on it. So you know. Yeah. I mean I really I for me and it and I get it like Clone Wars isn't for everyone. Uh but for me as being a Star Wars fan it was it was the, that last season honestly was so well done, especially those last three episodes, where it kind of felt like you're watching a George Lucas movie. And and from my understanding, uh, George Lucas was a huge fan of the final season. 
Yeah, and it, you can definitely tell that, that it was uh, a situation where he should be nothing but proud. They did some amazing work on the story, and they did some amazing work on, on really kind of pulling some things together. Because it did flounder. It did flounder, you know, and it's good to see it come back to a point where it really um, fulfilled its mission, if you will. Yes. You know, and so then, that was it was cool. And then you you get the Rise of Skywalker, which I my daughter said that that's the best Star Wars movie she's ever seen. Which, again, if you're someone like her, who's been who is a prequel baby really if you think about it yeah you know yeah okay fine cool i i can i can i can i can see how that would be this would be the most exciting movie of her generation for this group yeah i mean it still has enough draw for someone my age because it's still there's still some characters that they you know they dust them off the off the shelf Mm mm-hmm Pull them off the shelf, you know, a little bit of dust on them. But there they are. There's Lando. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now there, there's Emperor Palpatine. And uh, man, I got to say that the movie, the movie definitely doesn't let up on you. No, it the, doesn't. The part. I mean, there's always those parts. There's the one with mm. Chewie where you think Chewie's dead. Again, that's one of those scenes that I really felt give us one more moment or two with sadness of that, the shock, before moving. Oh, he's alive. He's fine. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Well, because it was such a big shock, and you're like... Well, at first, you're in awe because Ray's holding on to this ship that's trying to take off, and you're like, what the heck? And, and there's Kylo, like, you know, he's doing the same thing, but trying to get her to let go. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell? Pardon my French. Yeah, and then it explodes because lightning comes shooting out our hands. You're like, she can do lightning now? You're like, what's going on? And you're like, oh, no, Chewie's dead. And then, like, literally 90 seconds later, oh, Chewie's, Chewie's was in the other ship. <laughs> it's a crazy moment. So, all right, let me ask you. Have you watched the Resistance show? Yes, I have. And I have okay. them all recorded. And? Because I haven't watched it just yet, so spoiler, I don't care. Go ahead. Let me know. How, how do you feel that was? I watched one, and I was like, I kind of tried to co- compare it to when I first saw Rebels. When I first saw Rebels, I'm like, clearly they're aiming at TVY7 for the show. Young kids. So mm-hmm. it's a little too kiddy, right? This one definitely has the feel of this is definitely aimed at kids. Right. Which, again, even Rebels to some extent was. But there's a difference between aimed at kids and being a crappy story and being aimed at kids and still being a decent story. But I totally got I totally understood. Like once I started watching Rebels, I got past that whole kid part. I'm like, wait a minute. They're really talking about some serious junk here. Like balance and balance in the force and. Forget that whole stuff that you hear about, like, you know, Gray Jedi and stuff like that. No, it's all about this one concept. And then, right. you, throw in, then you throw in the Maul character and Ahsoka Tano and mm-hmm. how big of a deal that was. Yeah, that definitely put it into, like, all right, I could start watching this and be interested in. 
right? Right. No, absolutely. Do you feel, I mean, based on, you only watch one, but do you feel that the Resistance has that kind of underlying awesome to it, or is it just kind of a kiddie show that really isn't like, I feel like any bigger stories? I feel like there's a, there's a, like in the first one that I saw, I felt like, okay, this is probably a serious Star Wars person that knows everything Star Wars, writing this new story, and he has to dumb it down for kids. Mm. Like, there's a lot of jokes in there. There's a little bit of, like, slapsticky humor. Mm. Which there's nothing wrong with if it's a kid show. you got to kind of accept that. But you, you'd hope that there'd be something in it. I, where I, just, I guess I just got to give it an honest-to-God chance. Sure, sure. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan. I'm not, not a massively huge fan of the animation style, but I don't think it's the worst animation style I've seen. I've seen, you know, Clone Wars was a little bit meh well, at points with their animation, so. Well, Clone Wars was CG. However, mm. there was already another Clone Wars, which is completely awesome, done in the Samurai Jack style. Mm-hmm. That one was amazing, and it's only, what, three or four episodes? Mm, I thought they did more than that, but I, I, I to be honest, I know, I don't know. I don't. The end of that one takes you directly into Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Like that opening scene where they're like having the the battle over the over Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Like essentially, from that cartoon takes you directly into that. Right. Yeah. It's 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 definitely it's definitely it's, it was a good version. Um, I'm not sure why they abandoned it like they did, but we we now have what we have, you know. Yeah. Well, my thing is now that of course you know the only thing that can ruin Star Wars are Star, Star Wars. Wars fans. Let me tell you, I think I posted something on our page, and somebody said worst character ever and had a picture of Ray. Hmm. And I'm like. Uh, this is this is pretty harsh because I actually liked Ray's character. Yeah, say so if it's worst character ever, I I go for Kylo Ren over Ray any day. Well, okay. Ben Solo, I think he's just a whiny emo, if emotional twist. If they had given us between the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, if they would have thrown in the Knights of Ren, mm. that would have been cool. Yes, but again, I just. I didn't like the way the character was portrayed at pretty much at all. I got it, but he just he 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 just looked like he was always going to cry. Of course, that, like, that was him. Yeah, that's it's, the, it's, he, play, he played the character as written. <laughs> no, and I get it, and he played it consistently. So it's not like there was a, a range problem. I just didn't wasn't a fan of the character. His acting was great as far as playing the character. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like freaking Anakin with stilted lines and like, who the hell wrote this? A five-year-old with a crayon. But, you know, because I just recently did rewatch uh, episodes one and two. Well, we all know episode two is the weakest of all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. That was the one that George Lucas really took an L on the writing. Because clearly, it, it the script reads like it, the, it's, a, it's a love story written by somebody who's apparently never been in love. Right, and and uh, and I'm sorry, I, I just re- I just really was really reliving the 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 love scenes, the 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 falling in love part. Yeah, and I'm like, I, no, 
Yeah, no. No. People like this don't fall in love under these circumstances. Like, clearly, George Lucas has never been in love. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly, George has never been in love. Yeah, it was, it was, it was still awful. I yeah, but I, however, here's the other st- strange part about this. That's the one movie that my mother has watched from beginning to end and likes it. Hmm. She doesn't like any of the other movies, but she likes Attack of the Clones. Hmm. I mean, go figure. Well, and again, there is some very interesting parts to Attack of the Clones. Once you see, once you watch that and then watch Clone Wars, like that whole shift from, oh, yes, these are our clones. This is our army. Sure. To later uncovering how it really got started. Yeah. And you, you know that. And Yoda kind of uncovers the Sifo-Dyas. Who was right. in control of uh, Lord Sidious. Right. So once you kind of see that kind of part come out. And you're re-watching the Attack of the Clones. It all has a slightly different feel to it I think. Again the love part is awful. But yeah. that part. The the how the manipulation of the Senate. Yeah, it's very political. But that was once you kind of see where it ends up, especially with some of the stuff that you see in Clone Wars with Palpatine and how he's manipulating everything. Yeah, he's behind the scenes. It, it it's needed. It's boring, but it's really actually needs to truly understand what he did to do what he ended up doing. Yeah, like. You have to understand, you have to really dig into that a little bit before you can really understand it. And it's his story as much as anyone else's, you know? I still want to know who he slept with, though. Seriously, who would sleep with him? (laughs) Well, they kind of explain it away that he was, you know, he was always making clones of himself so that way he could, like, live forever. So his essence could move from one body to the next. And And it has nothing to do with Rey. And it... it, it, (laughs) He basically cloned himself, but this one clone was quote unquote defective and realized what his ultimate like purpose was and ran. And when he ran, he hooked up with somebody, they had a kid, that was Ray. Then But, the but bounty- his clones didn't have his power. No, the clone didn't have his power, but he realized what his purpose in life was. And he tried to escape it until he was caught by that bounty hunter who killed him with the knife, which was the key, remember, to get to the holocron, which would take him back to Exodor. Uh, see, out of that, I didn't realize that it was the clone of Palpatine who was the one that was killed. Yeah, which was Ray's father and mother. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Once, we, once you kind of uncover that piece, it's like, oh, okay. So do you think that young so the young man was Palpatine, the father? Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't put those two together. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought that the the, the Ray's parents were they were the kid. One of them was the kid of Palpatine. One of the Palpatine clones. I don't think one of them was Palpatine. No, he was he was a, a clone that was defective. Mm, okay. Interesting. So, yeah, so he was supposed to, so... Okay, wait, hold on, before you go for it, do you have a source so that people who want to look this, read on, up on all this can go to a source? Uh, I'm trying to remember where I saw this 
Yeah, because this is good stuff. This is like yeah. I want to say I want to say this was on was on uh, Star Wiki or Wiki Wikipedia. All right, because yeah, good. that makes sense. Yeah, so go look this up because this is good stuff. I mean, this is kind of it's a weird little again. There's a lot of subplots in Star Wars and a lot of stories going on at once and a lot of things, and it can get really messy if you don't pay attention. Right. I mean, even for someone like me who's watched all of it, you're gonna miss stuff. Yeah, because um, he because in in what was it Revenge Revenge of the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. I think he mentions uh, Darth Bane and Lord Plagueis, right? Yes, Lord Lord Plagueis was basically Palpatine's master, right? And who he assassinated while he slept, mm-hmm. so he thought, right? Right. Yeah. Because there's also a rumor that Plagueis, who knew the secret of, like, jumping to another body, basically did that. Hmm. But it kind of gets shot down in The Rise of Skywalker when Palpatine basically exclaims that he has been every Sith. Like, the, he is he has been the one voice, and he changes his voice. Mm-hmm. You even hear Vader. Right, which, again, I think, again, you have to be careful because he's a liar. He lies a lot. Wait, 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 wait. wait. That's one thing he is not, though. He doesn't lie. He manipulates. Okay, he manipulates. But okay, fine. He gets you to do stuff, but he never lies to you. True. But I. See, the thing I got from it was, is that while. The Jedi, all the previous Jedi are with them in spirit. The Sith seem to go with the idea of they absorb the previous Sith when they kill them. Because of Darth, because of Darth Bane, there, he mm-hmm. instituted the rule of two. There's always one master, one apprentice, and the apprentice is supposed to learn that final secret of immortality. Because to the Sith... They don't believe there's anything past this life. They believe you just gone into oblivion. You just goes black. Whereas right. the Jedi believe they go, they become a part of the Force and they leave. They live eternally. Right, which is true because, as we learn in the last parts of Clone Wars, Yoda goes off in his little side quest to learn that secret. Right, where he can talk to, Force yeah. Ghost. Yeah, where he could be. He learns the final step of becoming a Force ghost, and I think um, Obi-Wan learns that from Qui-Gon, because mm-hmm. um, Qui-Gon knew it also, and who else would have known that, if you think about it? Luke. Yes, because Luke was probably trained by Yoda, I would assume. Right, he would have gotten that final instruction from Yoda. Right. Well, plus he also had Ben in his corner, too. He also had mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. He had two masters, really. True, true. I mean, for as long as that last with Obi-Wan. And we, we didn't see every scene that they were together, let's be fair, you know? Yeah. It's not the Obi-Wan story. But people want it, right? I know you, oh, yeah. I, I know you want to see an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Yeah, and, 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 and I, I know that if they do it, or a TV show, or whatever, that it's probably going, it's not going to probably have the stand scene with him killing Darth Maul. But who knows? Maybe. Who knows? They could yeah. do it. They, they could. Both actors are still the same age, right? They're about yeah. a couple years apart. Yeah. No, I mean, if you do it 
during the time when he's just after, you know, the 66 and he's on Tatooine, what does he do all of that time? You know, he's just an old he's man. He's got to do something. He's protecting Luke. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, people come hunting down Luke based on the knowledge, right? Sure. So I'm thinking he probably fights off a lot of, like, Sith and bounty hunters. Maybe. I mean, it could. hey, you never know. I mean, Tatooine could be a large place. I would love to see a live-action Mandalorian-like Obi-Wan. You know, a serial, like, nine, ten episodes long of, like, Obi-Wan in the desert. You know, maybe he has a kid on the side. You know, there was that rumor Mm -hmm. that, you know, he hooked up with the chick from Mandalore and they had a kid. There's options. Yeah. We'll see. So there's a lot. There's a lot more of Star Wars to come. I hope. Um, oh my goodness, yes. Because that. Because sadly, everyone was like, "Let's put it to bed. Let's put the Skywalkers to bed." It's a whole new generation now. We have Ray. We have Finn. We have Poe. You know, a whole new set of characters, right? But yet, it seems like the internet turns on these characters. Like I, I still don't think that the the actress that played Rose ever recovered from that. Which is so sad. Which is yeah. so sad because she, 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 it was a good character. It was a good acting. It was a good story, and you know they they kind of pooed it. They poo pooed. They poo pooed all over it. Yeah. Which is just which is just it just it just sucks. Like I said, I stopped watching trailers and all those like things before the last two movies, and the, that was the best thing I could have ever done. Yeah. Because the way the internet is now. They would have torn it apart for me. Yeah. So next next big thing, obviously, is, of course, season two of The Mandalorian. Yes. Which will be coming this year. Yes. And, of course, more Assassin's Creed than you can shake a stick at. So I'm looking forward to that. You also have, uh, what is it, Jedi Fallen Order? Yes. And Battlefront 2? Yes. Yes, which are both good. Which are both yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot there's out there. There's a lot coming yeah. your way. So yeah. definitely stuff to keep you got to keep us entertained for a good long while. Um, and ironically, you know, this episode is is on is on one of our favorite days because without this day, we wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> so this is this is Mother's Day weekend. So, yes. you know, yeah. So reinvigorate your mother's love of Star Wars and then watch a couple because, you know, if you haven't watched it over May 4th weekend, you might as well watch it with your mother, you know. Well, yeah. Plus, uh, you know, my mom kind of. uh has always supported my my fandom, you know, and she she may not know much about it, but she always supported it. So she was yeah. always the one that would get make sure that every you know holiday as a kid I would get a Star Wars figure or uh, get a Star Wars vehicle. So yeah, without her, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't have this passion. There you go. Well, thank your moms, all of you, for for. Uh this upcoming weekend uh, for all the joy that we, she has uh, been able to have to give you in your life. Um, you know, if you are a mom and you're listening, well, thank you first of all for listening um, and uh, you know, share some Star Wars love with your kids. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good time to be into Star Wars. There's a lot of content, a lot of books, a lot of movies, oh, a lot of everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, spend some time with your kids, get them Star Wars up, prepared for the Mandalorian later this year, which is going to be very exciting. Oh, okay. And, um, and keep your fingers crossed for uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Give us Obi-Wan. <laughs> give us Obi-Wan. But first, yeah, they got to give us Obi-Wan first, then give us Boba Fett. They keep yeah. teasing us. 
they got to give us Boba Fett some form of fashion. Oh yeah, it's either a past story or him just you know struggling to get out of the sack uh, the Sarlacc whatever the hell it was Sarlacc pit, pit yeah. Sarlacc pit and he's just crawling out of it and it's like yeah we're good and you're like so thank God so stories yeah so many stories left to tell well as as everybody knows of course you know Star Wars has its motto well you know what there's something a motto with us too we have one as well. So in light of Star Wars Weekend and Mother's Day and all the things that we have to give, Ernie, as always, give everybody a great big peace out. And uh, may the, the thing be with you that we're not allowed <laughs> to talk about. We'll talk to you guys next time. Nice. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.